This is Sunday Skate on Sports Radio WEEI. For the first time in 39 years, the Boston Bruins have won the Stanley Cup. Talking Bruins and the NHL. Sure, old-time hockey. Like it is sure. With Ken Laird. Bunch of criminals. We ought to be in jail. That's all there is to it. And WEEI.com Bruins writer Matt Kalman. He's a killer. He's a mess. Lace him up for some bees talk right now on Sports Radio WEEI. August 20th, 2019, it's another skate podcast here on WEI.com. Ken Laird, Matt Kalman, who writes about the Bruins for this website, and about 15 others. What's going on, Matt? Hey, we're, we're, we're sitting in the studio. The lights are on. We're not on the floor. We're not uh, <laughs> any, in any suggestive you mannerisms are posed, or poses. provocatively, just like Lucy Burge in the <laughs> Elaine and Lucy podcast. Yeah. Big show today. First Bruins player guest. Yep. Zach Seneshin will join us. 2015 yeah. first-round pick. A great uh, a great interview, at the very least. I think it was a good interview. And, uh, He's always going to be known as the Dougie Hamilton trade return right. piece, at least yeah. one part of it, right? And I think as we talked to him about it a little bit, he's handled a lot of this criticism, the pressure. I mean, clearly, when the Barzals and Brock Bessers are having the careers they're having, you know, it, it, the questions are always going to come up. I mean, he was questioned on this from day one when he you know, showed up at development camp after getting drafted. It was a bit of a reach yep. based on his rankings, but he's handled it well, and he's trying to round out his game, and a guy who's going to be in the mix this uh, training camp. Now, uh, before we get to Zach's interview, just want to remind folks, you can follow us on iTunes. The Skate Podcast channel is there. Not sure about Radio.com yet. We're waiting for that channel. Yep. We're trying to, to get uh, our own company to recognize our existence. iTunes <laughs> does. Give us a review. Uh, give us a follow, first yeah. of all. and then you'll Follow us on Twitter, at the Skate Pod. Yes, and quick, skate pod. Uh, at the Skate Pod, and uh, we're climbing to 1,000. We're going to get there soon, thanks to your help, uh, with your help, and thanks to your support so far. And uh, we're going to switch the podcast release to Wednesday morning. Wednesday morning, right. So uh, be looking for Wednesday on your drive to work, so that'll right. be our new uh, launch we're time. We're recording on Tuesday and posting on Wednesday. All part of the Bradfo Empire. All right, so uh, let's start it off with uh, Zach now. The last name, we never quite, we've talked about some previous episodes, talking prospects, Senishin, Senishin. I always called him Senishin, and I guess I was, I was wrong for three years. Uh, so was I. We uh, got to the bottom of that right away. Yeah, it's Senishin. Yeah. Because yeah. that's got to be mangled up through the years, because when you were first drafted, <laughs> uh, it was Senishin. That's what we kept calling it around here. In fact, DJ Bean, who's the uh, host of the show with us now, is at uh, NBC Sports Boston. He was dubbing the new Warrior Ice the house that Senishin built. But it turns out we were mangling that the whole time, right? <laughs> Uh, no, you know, I've heard, uh, quite a few different, uh, pronunciations over the years. It's, uh, it's been pretty funny, uh, going through the different leagues, uh, definitely hearing all the, all the different ones. It's awesome. Yeah. It's funny because as a writer, obviously my, my interest is always how to spell it. And I, I, I picked it up pretty quick, a lot quicker than I picked up Grizzly. That's for sure. So <laughs> at least you got that going for you. How was the fan fest? Yeah. You want a couple of those stops? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we went to, uh, Portland, Maine and then, uh, Manchester, New Hampshire, and then, uh, we're in Burlington, Vermont, which was uh, a lot of fun. Definitely, uh, we've got the best fans in the league, so it was uh, awesome to get out there and uh, see them. Are these like the other than you know playing there in, in some of these places? This is the first time you're kind of seeing some of these places, and yeah, absolutely. And yeah. Uh, obviously, we see all the fans uh, at the Garden and in Boston, but it's kind of it's cool to see uh, how popular and how passionate the Bruins fans are, even in the. Uh, neighboring cities it's uh pretty cool you got that you know you're back home in ottawa now right yeah yeah and so i mean what's t- 
take us behind the scenes. What's it like a uh, a prospect like yourself? Uh, this is going to be a big training camp. This is the one where you're really going to have a shot. There's o- there's job openings, and you've been a pro for a couple of years. What's the, what's the off season like for you? Uh, actually, this off season, I uh, spent most of my time down in Boston. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I spent about uh, a month down there training at the Warriors. Uh, training with our, our trainers there it was uh, unbelievable, and uh, we definitely have uh, such great programs down there, and uh, really good skates. Where I was able to really get a lot of uh, a lot of ice time and a lot of time to kind of smooth out my hands and stuff like that. So I'm really uh, looking forward to the coming season. Who do you work with the most, uh, Zach? Any any said guy or uh, co- coaches or? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Kevin Neal's and. Uh, is the trainer down in uh, Boston? He's been really uh, helping me out this uh, off season, and definitely uh, helped out here uh, when I when I was in Ottawa. Was kind of setting me up with programs for when I was uh, when I was down here. So I'm re- feeling really good uh, coming into camp. Yeah. So where where do you think you've made the the, the best uh, improvement so far? Uh, definitely like my lower body, like stability and strength. Uh, I think I've kind of matured a lot uh, and been able to get a lot stronger and. I think uh, my conditioning's gotten a lot better as well, where I'm able to kind of be able to w- withstay, uh, withstand uh, a, l- a long shift and kind of mm-hmm. be able to bounce back and keep using my speed. Yeah, it's great. So uh, you had a couple of games at the end of last year. Uh, you know, we were all waiting for that to happen, and you got a goal and everything. How, how has life changed since then? Uh, definitely, it's been a dream come true, getting <laughs> to kind of play your first NHL game and score your first NHL goal. It was uh, Two kind of huge, uh, huge moments that uh, definitely cherish a lot. But I'm just kind of trying to use it as uh, to, to light a little bit of a fire under me for this upcoming season, and uh, really be able to kind of come in and be able to help the team win. Yeah, and your friends, uh, you know, I guess it, is it different. You're, are you a returning hero when you get home after that? And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit. But uh, my friends back home, they like to rag on me a lot, so uh, they don't <laughs> like to make sure I'm not too confident. <laughs> they like to. Chirp me a little bit. Sure, sure. Well, it's got to be cool to be a part of a, a Stanley Cup final run, even if you didn't get to play in a lot of those games. But, you know, you're part of the system and, and you're part of a lot of the practices. And, and I wondered what it was like to see Carson Kuhlman and Connor Clifton, some of the guys you played with in Providence, get so uh, so much spotlight and then so much run. Yeah, it was a little bit surreal, to be honest. You know, when you get that close to the, to the Stanley Cup, it's uh, such an incredible experience and one that you, you dream of ever since you were a kid, right? So. It was a little bit surreal, and then uh, being able to see guys that you had kind of grown with uh, in Providence and played alongside for the whole year, and these guys really excelling and, and doing well up there, it was awesome, and it was good uh, good for us to see that and see how close we are to, to being able to do that ourselves. So it was, uh, all in all, it was a very, very cool experience, even though it was a, a really tough outcome. You know, when you look at it, uh, I feel like we've known you for so long because of that, 2015 draft and clearly you know you and, and Jake and, and Jacob will always be tied together and there's been so much focus on that draft and I, I think the, the amazing thing that I to me the way you've handled you know not just the pressure of being a first round pick but maybe some of the criticisms you've seen some of the guys pick behind you uh, go on to big things and just the way you've handled everything and, and gotten to this point it's been great I mean where do you think you've learned how to uh, to kind of handle that type of, of pressure and, and scrutiny you know I think it's just kind of focusing on progress not perfection and uh I think I, I was a very raw talent when I was uh, when I was first picked, and I've taken a lot of time in the AHL to really round up my whole game and be able to use my my strength in every shift, not just on on the rush or just not on offense, but being able to really round up my game and use my my speed to my advantage and my size to my advantage. 
it's it's been a, a long road, and uh, definitely I'm I've been itching to to be up there and to be wearing that spoke and to be able to help them to win. But uh, I, I definitely feel like I've always gradually gotten better every every single year, and I think that's just the one thing that I got to focus on is just putting one foot ahead of another and and kind of making sure I'm getting better every day. Do, do you kind Whether of lean small steps are big, you know? Sure. Do, do you kind of lean on on your parents or some teammates to kind of help you through that? Like that's a great uh, philosophy to have to look at the progress and not the perfection. Where do you, where do you kind of where do you kind of pick that up? Uh, definitely my dad. <laughs> my, yeah. my dad's kind of uh, always uh, always sending me the the, the wise quotes uh, <laughs> in some of the dark days of again kind of grinding it out in the AHL and uh, really not not some of the funnest times at, at points, but. You know, you're putting in the work, and you're you're getting better, and you gotta gotta focus on on the kind of silver linings and things. So, it was uh, a really great experience, but uh, honestly, a big uh, a big help was my teammates. Uh, we kind of are all battling together, and it's weird when you're when you have guys that are your teammates, but you're fighting for those same spots. And um, we're truly uh, truly brothers in the locker room, so it uh, it made it a lot easier and uh, to kind of be able to talk with them through that process right did your dad have you on uh, the ice at age two were you one of those uh, kids that was out there early and had just been doing it for 20 years or <laughs> no my dad was a football player i was oh, actually wow. in football when i was a young kid too and uh i ended up uh, playing hockey but uh yeah my dad was a was a quarterback uh, in university here in canada Wow, so CFL football, or, or it was trending that way, uh, college football, I guess. Yeah, it was uh, trending that way, but uh, yeah, we were uh, we were a little bit of a football family at the start, and then I kind of converted them over to the hockey. That's cool. Do you watch the NFL? Yeah, absolutely. Our family's big Pats fans. Oh, no kidding? Not, yeah. Not just because you're here now, or they were always Pats fans? Uh, yeah, no, it was my grandmother that was a Pats fan. Oh, wow. And uh, they, went, they would even go to uh, New England and watch... Uh, watch a game or two uh, on uh, take a road trip down there. So it was pretty cool when I got drafted to uh, Boston and we were able to <laughs> to stay Pats fans. Zach, every week I bring up something from The Athletic. I don't know if you're aware of uh, this uh, publication now, digital. You can buy a subscription or whatever. Uh, Matt always makes fun of me for it. I may be the only guy that has a subscription. But there's a, there's a guy in there that follows prospects, and he did like a, a write-up on you last week. I don't know if you happen to see it. Uh, uh, no, I didn't. It was just a little, like, pros and cons. He, he went through every player in the system. But I just want to just run a couple of these past you because a lot of it is, is, is really positive stuff. He starts off with what a great skater you are and says, skating is awesome, quick twitch feet, the ability to turn pro defensemen regularly. Do you agree with that? Is that, like, one of your standout traits? Yeah, thank you. But, uh, yeah, that's my um, – yeah, I'd say that's probably one of my best traits where I'm kind of able to use my speed wide to really kind of push those D-mail back and, I'm able to kind of open up some space for my uh, for my teammates. It's nice to nice to be able to do, and uh, definitely works well with uh, with how fast we play. And Coleman's like that a bit too, right? I feel like that's are you are you as fast as he is, or faster? Uh, yeah, I guess we'll have to race one of these days, but uh, he uh, definitely is able to do that, and he's a, a really uh, fast skater. That's even on the floor check, really applying that pressure and making those uh, defensemen kind of cough up the pockets uh it's a great trait to have and um definitely it's nice to be able to work with him and even uh seeing him on the penalty kill he's able to utilize that so well the other part of the write-up says you're a sneaky skill guy with the ability to score 
I remember when you were drafted and when you were playing in uh, Sault Ste. Marie, they, uh, you scored like, what, like 90 goals over two years. It wasn't sneaky skill, right? That was, I mean, people were talking about your goal-scoring ability. I, I'm assuming it gets harder at every level, but uh, where do you rank as, as that goes as far as your, your uh, ability to put the puck in the net? Uh, definitely, like, the last two years, I've played more of a bottom-six role in, in Providence, so... Again, that wasn't really what was uh, asked of me in in that role, but I definitely think that that uh, is one of my best skills is being able to score goals and being able to make plays off the rush. And I I definitely think if I'm put in an offensive role and uh, an opportunity for for that offensive uh, portion of my game, I definitely think I'll be able to succeed and be able to put up a lot better numbers in in that aspect. So um, currently just, just whatever the team needs in, in helping them to win. But I definitely think that that's one area that uh, I'm looking towards improving and, and really being able to show that I can be that uh, pro- prolific goal scorer at a, at a pro level. And you, you got more power play time last year than you did uh, your first year in Providence, right? Yeah, a little bit. And then the only negative that they, they write about you is hockey sense, which is like this ambiguous phrase, <laughs> you know, needs to improve his hockey sense. I don't, what does that mean when you read something like that? Oh, well, like, I, I don't know. I think that uh, you, you try to just listen to your coaches and, and whatever they're, they're telling you to work on. And, uh, and again, we've, we've done a lot of video with my coaches over the, over the summer and kind of looking at where I can be more effective in, in certain areas on the ice. And I think that's something to, to kind of help your hockey sense and, and kind of doing, doing the work and really watching the tapes and, and seeing your tendencies and seeing what's working and what's, uh, what, what kind of needs to improve. So, Again, hopefully, uh, hopefully, something that not this summer it's able to translate on the ice. But um, yeah, well, we'll see. So, just uh, I guess maybe wrapping up here, you, you're looking forward to this camp, and just what uh, you know, how how are you going to approach this? Clearly, um, there are some openings here, and we've seen young guys like uh, Ken mentioned. You know, the, the Connor Clifton, the Carson Coolmans have, have moved up the way they did. Uh, what, how are you kind of approaching this upcoming camp? Uh, you know, I've put in uh, a lot of work the last two years, and uh, I'm feeling really confident in, in my offseason and the strides that I've made. And I just want to carry that confidence into camp and really play into my strengths, but uh, just make sure that uh, I'm not uh, holding anything back. And really, I'm just using uh, using that confidence in, in the camp and really taking my shots and hoping uh, hoping I can pot a few and and kind of roll with that uh, confidence in camp. Well, thanks for coming on, man. It was really uh, fun catching up with you. I know it's uh, it's the downtime. Nobody wants to be focusing on hockey in your last couple of weeks of, of freedom, but uh, you're on the on the fan fest, so we, we thought we'd nab you. So we, we appreciate you coming on. Yeah, thanks a lot, Zach. Awesome. Yeah, no, thank you for having me. It's, uh, it's always great to uh, talk to you guys, and uh, it's great to get out. I'm uh, mentioning toward the season, so it's nice to talk some hockey. All right, man. <laughs> See, See you, you back weeks. in Boston. All right. Thanks, guys. All right, there's a little bit with Zach Senishin. I enjoyed the chat, Matt. Uh, yeah. Sounds like a nice guy. Good uh, thing it opened up the chance for you to talk about the athletic again. They're giving you a cut at least at this point? or what is Well, it that go? was good. That, that drew some good stuff out of him, right? <laughs> Absolutely. But, a you prospect know. for you. You know what I found the most interesting of all his responses? Bottom six role, right? Yeah. Here's a guy who was a goal scorer. I just looked it up. 87 goals in two years in the OHL. He comes in, hot shot, first-round pick to uh, Providence. Maybe this is strategic. I know the Bruins have done this in the past. Yeah. They try to humble you a bit. But he scored 14 goals and uh, the year before that, 12. So right. it was only a two-goal improvement. But if, but I'm sure the way Zach looks at it is, hey, they're asking me to play third-line wing. I mean, uh, give me some offensive uh, opportunity here. <laughs> yeah, right? well, I think last year they were very transparent about that at rookie camp on into the season that they wanted him to play that bottom six role to learn how to do those little things. Yeah. 
So if they called you up, I mean, there's not a lot of opportunity really. Maybe in the, although they they thought maybe there wasn't a lot of opportunity in the top in the top six, but clearly there was. But they, you know, no matter what you what you are, you have to go up there and play a two way game in the top six. They're not plugging a kid in, a, you know, a, a Phil Kessel type right out of college, the way he came in and was just playing an offensive game now anymore. They're not going to do that. They're not going to trust you. That's why Carson Kuhlman, you know, four years of college and rounded out his game that way, a little bit of pro, and then was able to step in the way he did. Uh, they want Senishin to do that. He clearly wasn't playing that role in junior. And so now they're hoping that, uh, you know, he can still play in the top six at some point, but at least they'll have these these skills and these different uh, aspects of his game to, 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 to lean on. That's true. Kuhlman's a year older, too. I mean, right. Senishin's just uh... – Senishin is just 22, and uh, he's still got some room to grow. But, you know, it's getting to be rug-cutting time now. You know, you've, yeah. you've been in the system for a couple years. One thing, uh, the, the hockey sense phrase. Oh, God. Now, he didn't answer that, but yeah. I, I read it as he's turning the puck over too much, right, in the neutral uh, zone or understanding yeah, schemes. Or, or just not being in the right spot defensively, understanding, you know, where the puck's going, the distance. But, I mean, it's uh, the way. And just, you're right. This is some jabroni from the athletic. And, and just twice. Right, exactly. Know. And just us debating it just shows that get, if you're not – what are you talking about? Is right. one scout what is what does one scout count as hockey sense compared to another scout, a GM? Who knows? Uh, you hear that all the time with guys. It, it's it's always it's, it's also a little bit of a crutch, I think, yep. when they're looking for something to talk about. Oh, this guy's hockey sense. I mean, you know, you, you hear it, you and you you've seen plenty of players that we can go through the hockey news draft previews and futures issues and see you know the guys that have their hockey sense questioned and now they're five time all stars. Who knows? I mean. Clearly, but I, in talking to scouts, there are questions about his, you know, his his rec- ability to recognize the, the plays and be able to do things other than just skate back and forth. He's he's made some strides in that in that area, and now we'll see. As he was talking about this offseason, we'll see if it pays off this fall. Like the catchphrase, <coughs> which do you have it written? Down? Oh yeah, it was uh, it was you know the worry about the progress and not the perfection. Progress, not that's the perfection. Awesome, it's a fortune cookie. That's a T-shirt right there. That's a skate. That it could be a skate podcast T-shirt. There you go. There we go. Bradford's been looking for that. Progress, not perfection. Thanks to Zach Senishin. You could, you could hand those out to Zach. He could give them around, like, oh, toss them in the room. Those would be popular. Now, uh, Bruins have confirmed recent rumors of a defenseman to a PTO, the old PTO professional tryout. What do you know about Alex Petrovic? Well, first of all, first I'm not 100% sure it's been confirmed by the Bruins. I know there's a lot of people saying they have it confirmed, but nobody's ever done anything official on that. Okay. Um, but nonetheless, you know, stay-at-home defenseman, big body. You know what? I see I have a head. Insurance. I see you have, y, insurance. Yeah, exactly. If somebody's headline up to saying, what does this mean? You know what it means? It means they need bodies. What? It means they're, they're yeah, almost definitely going to be down to defensemen, RFAs that are, might not be signed when camp opens. Doesn't mean they won't be you know, signed before the season. It just means when camp opens on the 13th, they might not be around. And there's going to be injuries, and you're going to need veteran. He's a veteran guy who can play preseason games. So when you talk about Donnie Sweeney saying that they're going to take it easy with guys who played 100-and-something games last year, the Tory Krugs and the Charas of the world, you can put a Petrovic in there on a road or even a home preseason game, and it counts as a veteran. You don't have to worry about that. So... That's why they're bringing these guys in every year. I mean, we've, we've seen Teddy Purcell and, you know, last year with Stempniak and um, whatever the other guy's name was. I can never keep track of all these PTOs they can bring in. But uh, it's just a body. It's a warm body. Let's face it, folks. He's not that old, though. He's 27. Yeah, he's not that old. It's it's the way of the future right now. I mean, look at uh, some of the UF, other UFAs out there. He he decided clearly that he wanted to uh, take – I think he, had, not a bad I think he had some injury choose. problems last year. Might have right? been, might even been concussions. And, you know, worse comes to worse, he signs on somewhere or maybe winds up in Providence. I mean, you know, there's not a lot of playing time for defensemen there either, but injuries happen, and, you know, 
when you're a guy like that, you clearly want to kind of resurrect your career. But uh, don't look don't look too deep into. He's not the Charlie McAvoy replacement. Is Krug folks. being traded? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Let's clear Krug out for Petrovic. So uh, Tuesday morning on uh, the Jimmy Fun. Uh, telethon, Greg Hill show, of which I am uh, a part. I'd say a significant part, but uh, that's just my uh, my interpretation of it. Uh, we had Tuka Rask on the show, although I wasn't there in person to interview Tuka. Sean Thornton called in. I'm on the board, so I was back at <laughs> WEI Control. You wanted me to like uh, get Tuka off in a corner and get some skate pod content, some, which is a reasonable request. I failed in that, but but in general, they they did talk some Bruins. Yeah, Greg Hill put his feet to the fire a little bit. What'd you think of the Tuka talk? I, I thought it was great. I think. Uh for people who these these morons out there that talk about Tuca doesn't care and Tuca doesn't have emotion or whatever, I think he showed it there. I mean, the first question right off the bat from Craig was, "When do you get over it?" And he said, "I don't get over the loss. Game seven, I still have flashbacks. I'm not over it yet. No, I don't think you ever get over that. You never uh, get. You're still getting flashbacks, but uh. <laughs> although he did also mention about like compartmentalizing, yeah. it's just sports. Well, that's that's always, but my, that's. Interpretation of Tuka's, he's like, yeah, he's he's never that down after the great, a loss. The great athletes have to do that. They compartmentalize. You know, you got to realize it's only sports. Uh, yeah, and it is what it is. How long does it take to realize that it's only sports? I mean, not, uh, not a whole, not not too long. I, I think it was just a few days, and you're kind of like, because you're so in the groove and used to playing and practicing every day, and that's just, well, I don't have to do anything now. I think that's the biggest kind of change. But uh, you know, it's you know, it takes a couple of days. You know, I'm sure Brady. We we don't forget he's lost some Super Bowls too, and I'm sure he's taking up some time. But he bounces back, and that's what it comes down to. You don't let it uh, define you. You come back, and clearly Tuca hasn't won as the number one goalie the way Brady has. So clearly there's still something to prove. But uh, to say that any people people who don't say he cares or that he's not as emotional as everybody else, uh, you know, he's right there with the rest of you and takes it takes it pretty hard. He just manages to, to bounce back quicker, and that's what you want. Do you want the goalie who? Loses game seven of the final and comes back and puts up a four goals against average because he's too uh, he's too much into it. So th- that's 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 his strength. He's a uh, an even keel guy. That's what everyone wants to talk about. Not too high, not too low. And uh, you hope th- you know the the rest of the team's going to be like that too. I mean, I'm sure even the guys that have won the Bergerons and, and Chars, they're they're still having their flashbacks. I'm sure. And, I'm, and the younger guys that ha- that haven't won the Pasternak and DeBrus. I mean, this is going to be. Uh, a defining moment in their careers to see how they bounce back and if they can get themselves to get another chance there. By the way, uh, also of note, he went back home to uh, Savalina. That's his hometown, right. right in Finland. But he he said there were no fjords. He like blamed <laughs> fjords on the Nor- Norwegians, I think. Or I don't know what he said. Um, how was? Uh, I assume you went home. Yes. Um, how how was it? Did you like stare aimlessly out at the fjords or, or, uh, or whatever? <laughs> Pretty or what, much. Uh, by the way, by the way, Fitzy, that's not an automobile. That's a, uh, a body of water in in Finland. No, uh, the, fjord, the fjord. The fjord. I don't. I don't think we have the fjords. They're up you in don't Norway. Have the, you don't have the fjords. They're they're, in, uh, they're up north in Norway. Oh, okay. Like, whatever. Right. Close enough. Yeah. It, yeah. I don't know where that question if, came if, from. I looked up on the Google Maps, like Savalina. It's just all water. Like he he was basically born on some kind of a wa- look at that. Yeah. Also, not far from St. Petersburg either. He's like uh, right over the border. So uh, he used to be. A, it's a goalie factory. He's almost Russian, you know, in that area. So. Didn't know that. Well, uh, Tuca was on, and uh, Sean Thornton called in. Those two right. had a uh, good banter back and forth, too. They were, uh, yeah, we found out about them sinking the boat. It was an insurance scam or something. What was that about? Yeah, it was so inside, I had no <laughs> idea what they were talking about. But Thornton, good morning. Good morning. Morista, Tuca. Morista, Morista. What's up? <laughs> um, do you guys, by the way, do you guys still own the boat together, or has that been sold? sold. That's a we, good question. Is it we gone? don't have authority. We don't have it. Uh, <laughs> don't ask. Is that code? 
It's, it's, in, the, it's in the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> oh, is it an insurance thing? I mean, was exactly. <laughs> the insurance money's coming soon. <laughs> Wait, Thorny, did you not get your cut? Tuca sold the boat that you bought together, and did you not get a cut of it? Tuca's been nice enough to carry uh, to float the bills for the last however many years, so whatever he got, he, he earned. Well, I mean, he makes goalie money, not not uh, not tough guy money. So I think that's exactly. Although, I mean, now you're an NHL executive, you're probably doing pretty well. <laughs> not even close to as good as you, Hill man. It was just kind of funny to hear their rapport that you know, there's there's money spent, and they have no idea what happened to it. <laughs> uh, but you think, by the way, Tuca's going to be on a timeshare this year? You're you're basically a Yarrow Halak fifty fifty guy. In uh, 2019, right? I don't know when I've ever said that, but I definitely at the beginning of the year you're going to see that, um, you know, especially in the preseason, and then when, even when their season starts, you're going to see a lot more Halak. Uh, I guess the same amount that you saw last year, or maybe a little more, but because you know, obviously Tuca struggled and then had leave of absence, you saw more Halak. But you're going to see that for sure. I mean, you're going to see a lot of that uh, in this preseason, and you're going to see guys getting arrested, and, <laughs> and you're going to see guys plugging in, and Tuca's going to be no different. We know what you have to do now to get him to be ready for the playoffs. All right, are you headed to FanFest uh, for any further dates? Is it done? Uh, no, there's, I think there's a few more this weekend, but right. uh, clearly out of my travel budget. You had to go to Burlington? Yeah, I don't get to go to Tennessee and cover practice. We also missed Cassidy was down to watching uh, Patriots practice in one of these. Yeah, and his son made a nice sessions. catch on a kick. So, uh, We're making the rounds. We'll see plenty of Bruce Cassidy. That's the whole thing. you gotta, you got to pace yourselves at the time <laughs> of year. You know, They'll start doing informal skates, and they'll start doing availabilities, and next thing you know, the season starts, and it's like, okay, what are we going to talk about here? So, you know, Considering we didn't stop seeing them, after, you know, it went up to June 14th, it's not been enough of a break yet. You know, I'm not ready for the Bruce Cassidy 15-minute uh, dissertation. So, Good work, Calvin. We'll talk to you next week. Uh, good effort getting a, our first uh, Bruins guest. And I think next week we have Craig Button of uh, TSN lined up. He's going to be ready to go for next week's episode. We'll go through some of the Bruins prospect rankings. So uh, we're starting to roll here, I think. Yeah, this, uh, we're taking over the hockey world. No doubt about that. For Calvin, I'm Laird. See you.